Top assistant. I like that. Okay. I, I'm Kevin Wilson alongside the great, the great coach, Eric Skeeters. What's going on, man? Kevin, yeah, what's that? I haven't seen you in a couple days. It's been, yeah. it's been a minute, but how's the family? How's careful, the family? careful. All right. How's the family? Episode four, the family's good, man. The family's good, man. You out there in them Delaware streets, what's going on? Hey, all's well. All is a little foggy, a little foggy. Foggy or smoggy? It's a it's a foggy, foggy haze as it comes mm-hmm. through on, on the weather map. The weather Come haze. Come on, man. Well, let's hit it out the way we always do, man. Let's start this thing off with something that you will never forget. Eric Skeeter's a week it was. What's something you'll never forget? So I I, I wore this outfit for a reason. I want you to cop and state my alma mater, and I'll never forget. But I got a bone to pick before we get into it. Okay. Uh-oh. When have you, and you've, obviously, you're out there in Indiana, you know, who's your land? Mm-hmm. When has a university and a sport changed their colors? Have you ever seen a school change its colors? So, having coached with my, my guy, Juan Dixon, obviously, this is the gear from this year, but it's navy blue. This is the Oriole cop they did all the hats obviously they started with umbc in 2018 for all the right reasons but there's a hat dedicated to coppin state university from the baltimore orioles notice the cut royal blue and right royal blue so these are the colors of coppin state is it navy is i got a bone to pick if you can if you can tell the tension in my voice with coppin state right now but we'll 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 move on. We'll mm-hmm, move on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something I will never forget in regards to Coppin State. I got an email dated May second, two thousand thirteen. Nothing to do with basketball season. Okay, I'm sorry. August fifteenth. That's when I sent it to myself. August fifteenth, two thousand and eleven. Nine twelve p.m. The subject. 97 from Reggie Welch and it says thinking back to that moment during the tourney when we realized we were going to win man what a feeling that was exclamation point thanks Skeet for your coaching and cool friendship Reggie Welch the star of the 15 seed Coppin State in 1997 he was one of many stars in this first round game, the third ever in the history NCAA tournament, 15 seed to beat a two. And whoo, over a decade later, I mean, this is 14 years later, on an August Monday night, Reggie sends this email out because this is something that lasts forever. You will never forget the, the moment of where you were, what time of day it was, that and Reggie and I were sitting on the bench, grabbing each other, holding each other's arms, like we, we we're winning. It's over. We yeah. did it, and we we beat the brakes off South Carolina. They got us early in the game. They had a good lead. The SEC champs picked to go to Final Four. Billy Packer, Dick Vitale beat defending national champ Kentucky, who would play in that national championship game in '97 versus Arizona. Reggie Welsh sends an email. You will never, I don't care what year you go, how far you go, if it's your first, if it's your 10th, if you've got multiple national championships or a part of an upset 16 versus a one, now there's, there's, there's another family member to the 16 beats a one. We were the third 15th seed ever to beat a number two seed. And I mean, if you look at Fred Ward, number 33, you look at his jersey, he had crack in the chips in the paint of the lettering on his jersey. Mm. You understand? And so that carried over to a second round game against the top, probably most uh, largest endowed university in all of, you know, Harvard. We were playing Texas. So we had Texas in the second round. The go to switch team. We lost by 181-80. But Reggie sends me this email. And it's, it, it just, it motivated. I mean, 2012, 11-12, we go to NCAA tournament at USF. Shout out to Tampa. Because that he brought it back. He brought it back. So it had been that long 
to all the coaches out there on top assistant. My first year in college coaching, went to the tournament, won a game as a 15 seed. Mm. I was on a magic carpet ride, right? And that was my first year ever as a college coach, Kat. So you tell <laughs> the next year, we went to the NEAC tournament championship game. We lost in the championship game. We had 20-some wins, had beaten Missouri at Missouri. The rule was not in in place where the, the regular season conference winner gets an automatic big to the NIT in 1998. That's right. So the loser was out. We lost the championship game having big non-conference win versus Missouri in a guarantee game. 20 wins coming off of an upset in the tournament year prior. But this email, which Reggie is saying to me, man, what a feeling. Thinking back to that moment, 14 years later on a random August night. So being a part of college sports, I'm always, 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 I'm going to start off with something that is unique, that is special about college athletics. Now, what sport you play? If you're in the, now the, the bowl games, the College World Series, the gymnastics championship, lacrosse final four, regardless of what level, division one, two, or three, NAIA, okay? It's an honor and a privilege for all student athletes out there. It's not a right. And we're gonna dive into all of that today on the top assist. And you said unique. And uh, something dropped a couple years back that has changed the landscape of uh, collegiate athletics for the rest of our lives. And that, indeed, is two words, two of some of your favorite words, and those are called the transfer portal. (laughs) Um, This dropped right around the time you uh, accepted a coaching opportunity as well um, Mm -hmm. uh, with Delaware State. And um, you really saw firsthand – how chaotic it became in very quick order. I'll hit you with this. Okay. There are some pluses and minuses. There's more opportunity for students to have a little more leeway, right? They're not trapped, trapped, right? Um, But from a head coach, head coach perspective, and even as a top assistant at at many of your stops, you were that recruiting guy, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Is the transfer portal good, bad, or indifferent for student athletes? You know, Kev, it's they're called college kids for a reason. And what the NCAA did was take the bumpers out of the lanes of the bowling alley, but the kids are still throwing the balls in the gutter. Hmm. What I mean by that is, yes, okay, they granted the kids the right, the freedom, but with the restrictions in place, you had to get a release. If you were one of the full division in basketball, when we were talking about all sports, in basketball, football, women's basketball, men's basketball, you're on a full scholarship. I think football can give partial, but men and women basketball, it's called headcount sport, 13 and 15 scholarships. It used to be 15 for the men. They broke it down for Title IX to 13. So it's 13 for the men, 15 for the women. And when you wanted to transfer, you had to get a release from your scholarship, from your coaching staff. The coach could deny you the release, meaning deny you the opportunity to transfer and leave. And if you were denied your release, you were granted a a hearing of a meeting with your peers on campus. No coaches were involved. Uh, Faculty faculty student rep, uh, other professors, teachers on campus, maybe another coach, another sport consists of that board to hear your, your debate. Okay. Your case, your state's your case to why you deserve a release. A lot of kids would win them. And then a lot of kids would hire lawyers. So the transfer process in this early stages of in, in before the portal, it almost was a black eye on the kid. Mm-hmm. And so what happened? What went wrong? Why is he leaving? Why is she leaving? What didn't work out? Homesick. You know, all the different things that could take place for any kid that may be going, you know, away from home for the first time or cross country or, you know, 
be having to provide through their financial aid to send money back home. There's a ton of different reasons that kids transfer, but allowing the, and, and so the big argument was the coaches can leave anytime. Coaches get a job, they leave, they know at the end of the season, some coaches, Bill Frieda, the old Bill Frieda story, where he was coaching Michigan and accepted the Arizona State job before the NCAA tournament. Well, a football coach was coaching at Michigan at the time. Bo Schembechler said, we're going to have a Michigan guy, a Michigan man, coach this team. And so Steve Fisher, gets the, he gets the keys to the car. He drives them all the way to the national championship. So now with that exposure of the coaches and their salaries and how much money the coaches are making and their freedom to move about, well, the restrictions are in place because coaches are husbands, fathers, head of family, and they have to make sometimes tough decisions. Coaches do turn down opportunities, but when they do leave, most cases is for a better opportunity in their profession. Yes, the student athletes in all recruiting cases, 99%, there might be 1% that did not choose that institution for the coach. 99 out of that other 100, they all came to a certain school. They all came to play for State U, okay, because of coach. They came to play for coach. So the portal. And I wanted to give that background information so the listeners understand when the portal came about, it was because of this tug of war between the coach's freedom and the player's freedom. But what you don't hear about are the kids that's quote unquote like in a time warp stuck in the portal. The hundreds to thousands of student athletes just in men's and women's basketball alone that have gone into this portal since 2021, that of 2020, that basically are now not getting a scholarship because a lot of it came out of the pandemic. People stuck. It was trendy. People were stuck in their homes. They're left to their devices. Johnny Jones is transferring. I'm better than Johnny Jones. I'm transferring. For the student-athletes, the release, it kind of protected them. Go back to my Coppin State days. Fang, we had a team. That team at Coppin in 97 was full of transfers. Turk Mott from uh, LaSalle. Reggie Welch from Cleveland State. Uh, Fred Ward from a junior college. Uh, Danny Singletary, from a, he was a baseball player and a basketball player. Played both baseball and basketball at Coppin State. Can't remember the school. He transferred from. We had sitting out, uh, Greg, what is Greg's last name? Greg transferred um, from Rutgers. Um, that's, I'm thinking off the top of my head. So that's the makeup of the team. So three of the best five players on the team on the floor as a 15 seed beating the two were transfers. Copping off an opportunity, that was a second place, a second chance place. With the portal, you're leaving these not immature, but yes, some inexperienced young adults to their own decision making that they don't have enough information. They make that's where you go to that's what you go to college for to learn about life. And some of them, a lot of them are learning the hard way. And so what you're what you're what you're touching on is the 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 true difference, whereas if a, when a coach is leaving yeah, and it may be randomly in a couple of months to take a new opportunity or whatever the case may be. It's usually to go to either another opportunity or they were fired from their position. Right. There was a hard ending Yes, one the student right. where the student athlete may now has the opportunity to change his mind, change their mind on a whim and then float into this transfer abyss. So there's wherever, wherever there's a Caleb Williams, there's a, let me say this because uh, I, I need to interject. A lot of times they need to learn, that's what you go to college for as well, is to learn how to overcome adversity, fight through tough times, a comeback, not so much of a comeback story where something goes wrong, but you're not starting, you're not playing. I heard Conzo Martin, I posted it about when his mom showed up on campus at Purdue, she had Hallmark cards for all the coaches. She didn't care about playing time, starting numbers. Are you getting a free education? Are they taking good care of you? His high school coach felt as though he taught him 
the good, bad, or, or, or the ugly, and you know what to do. If you're not playing, that's on you. If you're not playing enough, that's on you. I taught you right. I, I prepared you for college. Hmm. Overcoming those tough times in life, being away from home and growing up, managing your money, okay? If you have a, a stipend, financial aid, things of that nature, not going out and spending it all on clothes or blowing your money. You know, you might get uh, your, your, your Pell Grant check and it's, you know, a couple thousand dollars and it, you know, making it last through the semester, through the school year, buying things that you need. All of those all those things came into the conversation when you asked the coach for the release. What's wrong? How can we fix it? In most cases, yeah, some cases where the coach say, we're getting rid of them. There is that side to it too. Let me, I, let me be blunt. There is some situations, and there always will be, they're going to get rid of the kid, get rid of them. I've been in staff meetings where we're saying, we're getting rid of them. We're getting rid of them. We're letting them go. We're getting out, we're getting out of here. Whatever he, he's somebody else's problem. You know, there's been conversations where we, we can't trade them. This ain't the NBA, but right. we're getting rid of them. So it, it, it's not all, you know, peaches and cream and this, this all. But in in the majority of the cases, for the release Coaches gonna sit down. The assistant coaches they meet with you. Hey, what's you know what's going on? How can we fix this? Everything okay? How many tra- cre- uh, credits are you transferring? Do they have your major? Like those things in regards to graduating. Kids don't think about. It. I'm leaving. I'm not happy. You're not playing me. I don't like it here. So it's too far away from home. All the different things that go into transferring. Well, so and so's leaving. And so all your friends do it, you know, like that's what the portal does not protect the student athletes from. And that's the story not being told are the hardship cases and nobody's trying to find them because really it's not really telling the story. Maybe we'll find some here to bring on the top assistant show that stuck, okay, nothing, full ride, Financial aid, maybe, maybe not. Opportunity now to make money with NIL. Stuck at home on the couch with nothing. Yeah, that that gets lost there because there is no – just because you enter the portal doesn't mean somebody has to pick you up. That's not how the that works. Here's the good side for the student-athletes. You ready? Sometimes you make wrong choices, bad decisions, and you got a chance to fix it. And they can maybe fix it right away. Okay. So the NCAA is going back and forth on the two-time transfer, where they have to sit out on the second time, things of that nature, because right now it's you can call compliance. I'm leaving. I'm going to the portal. Portal can call you. Hey, Coach Wilson, Coach uh, Skeets is leaving. He's gone. Yeah, he's already in the portal. Nope, couldn't talk him out of it. He's gone. And maybe for whatever reason, you got over-recruited. Things aren't working out. Assistant coach leaves that you were really tight with that, you know, brought you in and was developing your coach, your position, things of that nature. A lot of things can happen where kids make mistakes. I'm not going to sit here and say that every first choice and every transfer turns out to be bad because a ton of them turn out to be good. A ton of them. And so the kids get a chance to write the ship and get it right early. I've coached just as many trans. I've recruited. You recruit transfer. You right. You coaches or the, the high school coach or the parent, the friend of a friend calls you. Hey, man, he's not happy. He's not happy. I'm telling you right now, when season's over, he's done. He's leaving. And it works out for you. And you may go to the NCAA tournament with the kid. It's just a better fit. Whatever the reason, thousands of reasons. Closer to home, campus life, major, all the different things that play into student-athlete success. Coach, the dynamic between player and coach now. So we see like a uh, a Deion Sanders who says, I would never coach pro because of, you know, the, 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 the pay, the, the, the way, the respect level, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, the collegiate level is becoming closer and closer to the pro level with the NIL for major schools, but the transfer portal is for everybody. If I don't like what's going on, I can move. And I have social media. Now I can speak about it. No doubt. And then go no to doubt. my new place. How brutal is this now for coaches as the entire landscape for collegiate coaches 
has completely changed with this transfer portal situation. It's a, nightmare. It, it, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare because you're re-recruiting your current team every year. So from the from the copping level, okay, let's just MEAC, one big conference, LRI, limited resource institution, mid-major, overachiever compared to the power fives and the big boys and the household names in college sports. As soon as you have success, the big schools, the power fives, not on their recruiting board, they have a list of potential transfers. I'm going to say that again. A list of potential kids that are happy and playing Mm. at a lower level, at a different school. And at the end of the year, if he's player of the year, if he's all-conference, if they go to NCAA tournament, the starting point guard from Howard University, from DeMatt to high school, played two years, gone to the tournament in the second year, gone, transfer. Howard hasn't been to the, to the NCAA tournament in 30 years, 40 years, gone, transfer. So the, the process for the coaches – is you're never, even from, like, there was a kid in Miami, went to Miami, Cal, Kansas. I mean, went to four different schools. Now, he ended up going to maybe the final eight with his fourth school in four years. But you're re-recruiting your best players, your team, every year. Where they're, again, overcoming adversity and that chance to build your program and to develop these kids and grow them and get old. One of the sayings in college basketball is you want to get old and stay old. Hmm. So you have veterans, okay? And that now come postseason, the home stretch, February, regular season, getting into the tournament, back-to-back games. The vets have been through it. So you want to get old and stay old. The process for coaches is as soon as the season's over, and now with NIL, the kids are coming in and they're negotiating. They're saying, okay, coach, well, this school and that school, they're offering me money, and you don't have to get the coach's permission to leave. Mm. So the process for the coaches is a nightmare. And we'll we'll wrap this up in the end, but this is where the NCAA is out of touch because, yeah, the coaches have the freedom to leave, but they're adults. They've made their they've 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 earned it. They got it the old fashioned way. In most cases, regardless if you're Jeff Capel and you were you know the third assistant at VCU and you go from not on the road recruiting the head coach, he's the son of a coach. He was a great player in high school and college. Played in the Final Four. Guess what? He was ready. He just got an opportunity, but he earned it. He was in that non-recruiting spot, not in the big-time schools. And when the call came to Mike Krzyzewski, he said, you got my, you got a great coach right there, Jeff Capel. America introduced to Jeff Capel. But if, he, if he's got to re-recruit Eric Maynard every year, if he's got to re-recruit his best players every year, who knows? Coach, you've been in that. You've been in that head coaching seat. You've been on those sidelines courtside seats um yeah courtside exactly every night best seat in the house what have you seen coaches change their approach due to the transfer portal so Mm. it used to be you could be very aggressive with student athletes and and pushing them um, to be not only leaders on the floor but also off the court calling them out maybe in public in front of the team you know those moments what does that look like now on a day-to-day so if you got that baseball clip of my man coach Og from texas right and he's chewing these dudes out in the uh in the locker room after somebody got picked off or first base <laughs> we're trying to win a game the the I, I hate to say it kev but it ran some coaches out of the game hmm. it, 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 jay wright i want to say he didn't have to keep coaching he was very successful at coaching. I know I, I, I know Jay personally, 
had not had the conversation with him. I know some of his former players and his staff very well. He got out. The transfer portal, the NIL, he got out. Coach K, Roy Williams, Jim Beheim. Now they're in their seventies, not like Jay Wright. Jay Wright was in the, still in his fifties. I don't know if Jay sixty might be a little, upset. but the, the grandpas. Okay, they got out. Beheim seventy five. Don't get me started with that. But for most coaches, you have to adapt and change the three point line. Change the game. Ricciatino with Providence in the night with Billy Donovan and them guys in the early late eighties, early nineties went to a final four. You have to adapt. But at the same time, the transfer portal now is when you go to discipline, constructive criticism, challenge them, they can easily go, whoop, I'm out. And there's no repercussions. There's no consequences for this. And 18 to 22, 24-year-olds will make bonehead decisions, immature decisions in the heat of the battle in practice. Coach might put you on the second team in practice to challenge you. Michael Jordan got put on the second team in the middle of a scrimmages. He got switched back and forth to teams <laughs> to try to win. Now, that's the league, but what I'm, it, it, the discipline of it is it's run coaches out the business. you got a ton of examples, but yes, you, you have to change. Okay, adapt. It, it, reach them at their level. Okay, I get that. But when are they going to aspire, right, to over to to go beyond where they think they can go? That's a coach's job, right? A great coach, a good coach can change a game. A great coach can change a life. Like the impact that coach has. A lot of times this portal is not allowing coach to be coach. I remember a player telling him, come on, man, keep it real with him. Tell him, tell him, because he's wanting the coach to discipline his boy in the locker room after a tough loss on the road where his boy is not living right. He's not doing things that coach, coach won't, coach won't be coach because he's afraid of the kid leaving, losing his job, where his teammate, his peers, listen, we, you know, 18 to 24 Males playing college sports, some of them, not all of them, some of them, curious Georges. Is that fire hot, right? Is that water wet? So they're curious about the world and trying to figure out things. And maybe, okay, they get burned. They just get a little burned. And they don't, don't lose a finger, but they get a little burned. They realize mom was right. Don't touch the fire. Don't touch the stove. The coaches and that portal and that lack of, wow, Kev, what's the word I'm trying to, like, not the lack of control, because coaches have their control. You're going to run your team. But to be able to discipline and tough love, right? it's, it's, it's rare. It's rare. Tom Izzo, let me shout out to Tom Izzo, because he's still doing it. Like Frank Sinatra, he's doing it his way. I did it my way. Jay Wright, 61 years old, by the way, 61 years old. Is there a middle ground that you can see here? Um, You're on the recruiting trail. Um, You're overseeing these locker rooms. Um, How is there a happy medium? Coaches are always going to fly in and out. That is just Mm -hmm. the, 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 the nature of the beast. Students flying in and out affects every single piece of this, especially for HBCUs. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What what is there a happy ground here? The administration, the academic administration, the, the the presidents and the board of trustees have to be, and the ads that they're hiring these search firms, they have to be more in touch and aware of what's going on with today's student athletes and how the rules pertain to their success, because that's the goal. To have these kids come in a degree and a ring is the goal. And 99% of them get their degrees. Graduation rates are better. Okay, the APR has held the coaches accountable for graduating their players, but it also holds the institutions responsible. So the level of communication that comes in with the those in academia, 
because they took coach out of the conversation in regards to being the academic advisor and going across campus. Yeah, you know, there's there was some, some coaches that maybe tried to change a grade or two, but like there's bad cops and bad priests and bad politicians. There were some bad coaches, but there's a lot of good ones who when they had these conversations with the professors across campus, it was so that Johnny Jones could graduate. And so they put in the academic support as the buffer. But in that conversation, a lot of it gets lost in translation of what the kid needs, how he learns, things of that nature, IEPs. And there's just so many different factors that go into it. So the middle ground is, which NCAA, I haven't seen in my 30 years of doing this, they haven't really stayed really in touch with those on the ground level. I mean, they put one committee together. They had Congolese Rice and Dave Robinson on it in regards to recruiting. Are you kidding me? She's she's football. I get it. And football, you know, is the horse pulling the carts and the goose is laying the golden eggs. But she's been in politics all her life. Even she was a student athlete in college. How is she going to help in recruiting? And I'm saying that the Grain Hill, JT3, them guys that was on the commission with her, uh, I can't remember the dude's name, the old president. But uh, what are you doing, bro? It's a joke. That's, that was a joke. And getting down in the trenches to talk to, they had the assistant coaches uh, association in the NABC, the the uh, the coaches association for college co- college basketball. I know they have it for all sports. They have it for athletic directors. They have it for presidents. So bring in a spokesperson is. Uh, we everyone every every sport has an association that's their spokesperson for head coaches, assistant coaches. We go to the Final Four. That's our annual convention for college basketball. Head coaches meeting, uh, assistant coaches meeting. Shout out to my man Demp. Dempsey was at uh, New Hampshire with with Billy Herring. Demp would always say, you know, we got these meetings. Skeet, Demp, I'm there. I'm there. I got you. And you you got to voice your opinions and your experiences as an assistant coach. The time was eight o'clock in the morning on a Saturday morning at the final four, the head coach was at one o'clock. That's just conversation for another day. Why are they going to get on assistant coaches for not being at eight, eight o'clock in the morning, but they don't schedule the head coaches at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Right. Right. So <laughs> that, that, that's a conversation for another day. That's a soapbox. But the resolution will come. With and again, it's, it's you know the kumbaya, but it's this billion dollar business that they don't want the, and especially with the Supreme Court going, they don't want all these 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 African Americans, these minorities going back to the HBCUs. They need to sit down and talk. Yeah. They need to have a conversation with the grassroots. Let me let me say this as plainly as I can: involve the grassroots coaches in basketball. There are a lot of great people. I'm one of them. In basketball, AAU is not a bad thing. They're not crooks. They're not thieves. As my man Elvis Perry, uh, Kool-Aid, in the, in the book, um, can't remember the book, tell them buy their own shoes, buy your own damn shoes. These, these big programs getting these million, these college coaches getting million-dollar shoe deals, but mad at the AAU coaches? For getting a shoe deal, involve them. They got the kids from 11 under, 13 under, 15 under, 17 under, college, pros, all their lives. You might have them for four years. If you're good enough, you ain't going to have them for nine months. Involve the grassroots coaches in the process in C2A because those are educated people. Okay, Thad Fouché is one of the most powerful agents in the game today. He was an executive in his professional life, but he also helped found, found, he found, he's a founder of the New Orleans Jazz. Chris Duhon, Jonathan Bender, you know, went straight to the league. Now he's, he's the CEO of Wasserman, Wasserman Sports. Right. was the company. Shout out to my man, Arzino May, rest in peace. <laughs> but like Thaddeus Fouché, if you didn't know him, you say, hey, you coach? You kidding me? No, <laughs> obviously, you know, in 20 years' times, he's shown he's a whole lot more than just a grassroots coach. He's a very intelligent human being, okay? So 
that's that again, bring all the parties together. Will it happen, Kev? They've tried to do it. Don't invite Congolese Rice this time. We'll okay. I enjoy Miss Rice. Thank you. Uh, uh but uh we're seeking resolution. That's what we're seeking today. And uh the one thing that you just cannot get together is your favorite game, and that is what did they say today? <laughs> hey, Didn't I win last week? Today is a very special edition. <laughs> it is the HBCU edition. Uh, we got a, a couple Uh-oh. of clips from uh, some some classic Uh-oh. press conferences from the past year. Okay. Um, two, uh, one in men's basketball, one in women's basketball, and one on the gridiron. We'll start off. Uh, what did they say on the women's basketball court with Coach Larry Vickers? who uh, made an NCAA appearance. They, uh, they in Norfolk State, they ran up into a buzzsaw in South Carolina in the first round. Behold. The NCAA <laughs> tournament. But they were there. They were there. And uh, Coach Larry Vickers had this to say. Eric Skeeters, his job is to uh, figure out what that bleeped out word is for a point. In the first go-round, he didn't do so well. Second go-round, he did a bit better. Uh, but this go-round, can he go three for three? HBCU edition. Let's start off with Norfolk State head coach Larry Vickers. What did he say? What did he Ten, we're just wearing us down, wearing us down, wearing us down, and then they throw 20 in to finish us. And you know that kind of You can't kind of simulate in practice. You, 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 you can't simulate it. All right, Eric. I'm pretty sure what he, but give it to me one more time. 10, we're just wearing us down, wearing us down, wearing us down, and then they throw 20 in to finish us. And you know that kind of You can't kind of simulate in practice. You, 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 you can't simulate it. You can't simulate that, Eric Skeeters. What, uh, what did he say there? <sighs> mm. Speed or size? Okay. You throw that kind of size at us because, you know, he's saying they got the depth at the post position. You can't simulate it. You cannot simulate or it. Or that kind of speed where they're pressing and, or, or you know, size meaning weight. So 10 pounds, 20 pounds. He's doing the math here. Uh, I'm going to say size. I'm going to say weight. Size or weight? What is the size word? Size or weight. You know, because you're throwing 10. You got to pick one word. You can't do a, an A, B, or C. What is the word? Multiple choice. What is the word that he said? Come on, Professor. I'm transferred. For real. <laughs> All right. So we're going size. Yes. All right. So Final size answer. is what he says. What did Coach Larry Vicker say? 10, we're just wearing us down, wearing us down, wearing us down, and then they throw 20 in to finish us. And you know that kind of depth. You can't kind of simulate in practice. You uh, Depth was a word. Depth was a word, okay. which means okay. that Coach Eric Skeeters is 0 for 1. Okay. He'll have two more okay. attempts here. Gotcha. We're going to go to the... Uh... Uh, let's go to the men's basketball court. Same around the same time, NCAA tournament, where um, Coach Kenny Blakeney, mm. Coach Kenny Blakeney, made an appearance. An HBO team, HBCU team, excuse me, uh, versus Kansas um, in a uh, in a tournament game. This was before the game, so things were a little bit happier. Okay, uh, but let's see what uh, Howard, head coach uh, Kenny Blakeney, had to say. It's such an honor for me as a teacher, as an educator, to work at one of the most wonderful, fascinating, historic universities in the history of our planet. Mm-hmm. Go again. Mm-hmm. It's such an honor for me as a teacher, as an educator, to work at one of the most wonderful, fascinating, historic universities in the history of our planet. I think he said professional. Mm. Professional. Like, he either said coach or professional. One, I don't know if it's a one-syllable word. Okay. You can't lip sync, lip read, so. And I know you were staring at that monitor, but let's, uh, you want to get the time? Play it, play it, play it. It's such an honor for me as a teacher, as an educator, to work at one of the most wonderful, fascinating, historic universities in the history of our planet. 
Okay. Yeah, but I, I, I want to say professional. Professional. Professional is a word that he's going with. Let's see what Howard head coach Kenny Blakeney had to say before a first-round matchup versus Kansas in the NCAA tournament. It's such an honor for me as a teacher, as an educator, as a mentor to work at one of the most wonderful, fascinating, historic. Mentor indeed. Mentor indeed, which means that head coach Eric Skeeter (laughs) will be over to. Okay. Oh, yes. Yes. That's good. That's good. This is okay. Come on. Come on. Can he get on the board today? Exactly. He's been going off on the transfer portal. Um, his players are dropping out of the school right now as they watch him struggle. With <laughs> We're going to go to Deion Sanders, the great Deion Sanders, former head coach at Jackson State. He had a, a very tense um, handshake ordeal after a football game. And uh, this is what he had to say about uh, his situation with Eddie Robinson Jr. after that uh that uh, yeah, almost fisticuffs yeah, um, after football yeah, last year. Yeah. Primetime, what you say? One of the comments that kind of disturbed me out of all the comments that I'm not <laughs> who is? I got time today. Got time today. Come on, man. Got time. Come on. You really try to test my card on that one, bro. <laughs> like it was only the hottest phrase. Mm. I mean, I think they made a, a remix of it with <laughs> Shirley Caesar's uh, greens, beans, tomatoes, hams, jams. <laughs> who is swack? Mm, who is swack? Who is swack. Is that I hope you got to play with it. Who is swack, baby? If I you, swack, this final answer. Yes. Who is swack? Let's see what Primetime said. One of the comments that kind of disturbed me out of all the comments that I'm not swag. Who is? I got time today. At time, and Eric Skeeter got on the board. Coach Eric Skeeter's put some points on Listen, the board. I'm getting one in. I'm clutch, Kevin. The final thing, I might not get 30, but the, <laughs> my, my four, six at the end, Come on. free throws, I'm going to... I'm Send us home with the dub. We in there. We in there. Yeah. Yeah. Coach, it's time for you to close us out. We okay. were discussing the uh, the transfer portal, and we know that the NCAA has uh, been looking to shorten the transfer portal window from 60 days to 30 days, um, mm-hmm. trying to get some sort of control over this wild, wild west. Um, it's time to understand something with Coach Eric Skeeters. Um, your thoughts on this? Understand this. And this is to the NCAA because your founding father, Walter Byers, who created the phrase, the term student-athlete from its inception, I think it was in the 1940s or 50s. Walter Byers was the first NCAA president. By 1990s, 1995, he had a different outlook and view of student-athletes and their their meaning, their value to the institutions, to sports, to the companies that supported and sponsored um, the events, the games. I challenged NCAA and its its leadership, the presidents of the institutions, the committee members for all sports. This is not just a basketball uh, a wish. This, this is for all sports. There are so many mistakes. I challenged NCAA like an episode of Undercover Boss to go undercover in all their sports and put someone unbeknownst to the employees of these institutions, these teams, and these support groups, the venues, and see how it really works because they're sitting up on this ivory tower right and they're not in touch and, and kudos I, I watched that show when it was I'm, I'm the, my, my dad fortunate that he owned a 7-Eleven franchise and so one of the corporate executives of Southland Corporation said I watched this episode in a hotel and he went behind the scenes of a 7-Eleven and man the coffee and the slurpees and the cups and woo I was 
glued to the job. I think I might even recorded some of it on my phone it got. But what the NCAA is missing, I, I got into coaching in college coaching in 96 with high school coach in 92. So from 96 to 99, in 1999, there was a big turnover. 60 Division I head coaches knew going into the 99-2000 season. And I happened to get a job at Youngstown State with a first-year head coach in John Rowe. And they implemented the 5-8 rule where you could not sign more than five athletes in one year and eight in two because the coaches were running players off. So they were restricting the number of scholarships. If you had if you had eight, you had six, you couldn't give them all away in one year. Five and one, eight and two. That rule was in less than 10 years taken off the books. Why? Because it pushed a ton of kids into these prep schools and junior colleges and some of what they called the paper mills where kids were just going because they had already qualified. On average, of the 300 Division I schools at the time, 1999, 2000, 2001, 2002, on average, one scholarship went unused per year per school. So do the math. 300, 600, 900, okay, because of the 5-8 rule. So now where are these kids going? I'm just talking about basketball right now. Where are these kids going? Just one, 13, on average. So if it says one school had none, other school had two, what's the average? One. And so my point is, get in touch with what's going on in college sports, the coaches, their families, the assistant coaches, okay? Right now you have West Virginia and UNC Charlotte are being led by interim head coaches. So that means probably this time next year, it's gonna be a new coaching staff at West Virginia. It's gonna be a new coaching staff at UNC Charlotte. And those coaches are head coaches, assistant coaches, I'm sorry. And maybe the head coaches as well, because they were assistant coaches. They probably don't get a multi-year deal. God bless them, 90 days pay. The rules that are in place in college sports, and let me let me speak from basketball. First Amendment, freedom of speech. A friend of mine that was in my wedding and I was in his was an AAU coach, but I took this job, leaving Baltimore, going to Youngstown, leaving Coppin State, going to Youngstown State. Now we can't talk to each other on the road. They put in a rule. There's a lot of reason that went into this rule that. There was a separation of the student athletes, the recruitable student athletes, the, the prospects, their families, their coaches. We could talk to the coaches. Separated from the college coaches. You got to wear lanyards and hang tags saying, I'm a coach, NCAA Division I coach, NCAA coach. And there was uh, NCAA enforcement agents, basically like undercover cops literally in the bars at night and in the in, in, you know you're going to have to get something to eat after the games are over with and you, you see him talk like you can't talk to him what do you mean you can't talk to him like Josh Passioner who was assistant coach I think at Memphis at the time his dad Hal Passioner ran Houston Hoops was the biggest AAU program in the country and he said the kid can't talk to his dad <laughs> like man can't talk to his dad because he's a peach jam <laughs> like it's ridiculous crazy it's utterly ridiculous. The NCAA needs to get back in touch and get on the ground level of, I don't want to use a negative term. I don't, I don't want to be too degrading to the NCAA, but Walter Byers called it in, in, in indentured servanthood. So if in the nineties, when it was tens to hundreds of millions, now it's hundreds of millions and billions, this industry Find out what's going on to keep it growing, keep it improving. Not just, oh, let's let them do this. Let's let the kids go do what they want to do. That's not the answer. That's not the answer. Let's have an episode of Undercover Boss and let's get, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I wish, I'm, I'm glad I don't know his name. The president of NCAA, I, I keep getting Walter Byers, but go meet with the assistant coaches. Go to the assistant coaches 
uh, meetings at the conventions for the different sports. Meet with the assistant ADs, not just the, the presidents and the ADs of these big institutions. And, and, and go off the record to find out, you know, because NIL has changed the game. It's changed the game. The boosters are sleeping well at night because now they can give money legally. Okay. We, there's been pay for play since who knows when. Probably since the four horsemen at Notre Dame. Okay. If it's an extra meal, it's a steak when they come on a visit and they're not supposed to get it. The rules don't make sense. Okay. Make some rules and a rule book and enforce and interpret because that's what the NCAA does. They write the rules, they make the rules, they enforce the rules, and they interpret the rules the way they see fit. So let's come up with some rules that make sense and get down to the ground level. Go undercover, okay? Go undercover and find out what's really going on because you'll find out that, you know, the AAU coaches and there are some bad apples, but the majority of them, and I'm sure that's in soccer, I'm sure that's in gymnastics, I'm sure that's in lacrosse, I'm sure that's in swimming. I'm sure that's in equestrian. I'm sure that's in soccer. I'm sure that's in baseball, softball, volleyball, beach volleyball, track and field, every sport that's out there. There's more good in college sports than bad. But I think the NCAA needs to do some investigating and find out really what's going on. And come down from the other top. Understand something from Coach Eric Skeeters. Another episode down. Transfer Portal is still alive and well. And his terrible streak, and what did they say? Is still alive and well. If I'm, if, I'm, if I'm playing baseball, I'm 300. I'm one out of three. Right? 333, baby. I'm, I'm, However you want to see it is fine with me. In basketball, I'm 30%. I'm not bad. I'm pretty bad from the three. But in baseball... You know who's second place now? We second best record in the American League. I don't want to fight over this. I just know that there's a losing record there, and I'm enjoying it. And my so, percentage, my percentage. I know. When when they say it's raining outside, yeah, I'll just go inside. It's still raining, so I just want to make sure that we know. That oh, that oh, 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 another free sweater, by the way. Free free hat and sweater that he's got on today, by the way. Listen, um, <laughs> you like the hat. I know you like the hat. It is it, it is it is clean, but it does not match the other cop and clothes that you have on, which is a part of your gripe today. Trust me, I'm right burn yeah. North Avenue down for a lot of reasons. <laughs> and these two mismatched colors at the same school is a start. Let's just start there. Episode four in the books. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time on Top Assistant. Thank you, Coach. My man. <laughs>